0: And we're here to talk about Cara's new book, second book for Kate Reese, American sharpshooter in World War II called Night Flight to Paris. Now Reese has already told us for those of you who are here that Paris is the essential word in any book title,
1: right? <laughs>
2: Any,
0: any day now, it would be like you know the, the, the Paris toilet, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> not everything else. Too funny. So Cara's first book was Murder in the Murray. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we have been together, I think, for her, just as Reese and I have been together for all of her yeah. books. Cara mm-hmm. and I have been together yeah. for all of her books yeah. as well. And um, it's been a remarkable career. How many of you um, are familiar with her smooth right. mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The first... Why don't we talk just a moment? I'm going to hand this over to Reese, but the question did arise before you got here. When did you publish your first book for Kate? What year was it? Was it 2020? When the
3: pandemic
0: came, and I was supposed to come here, and the tour got three canceled. hours in Paris, right? Yeah.
3: So it was... that. Was it 20,
0: 2020? 20. Well, well, I don't know. I, I, or nineteenth. It 19, was. I'm sure it was 2020. Okay. Yeah, because everything was closed. Right, so yeah. our conversation was virtual. Somebody asked me, I, I think you were sitting elegantly on your balcony, and we had a whole conversation, yeah. and, you know, it was great. Um, anyway, this is the second for Kate Reese, and I like it because this is uh, March's Women's History Month. Yes. But additionally, the other day, Thursday, no, Wednesday, I think it was, Wednesday, March 8th was International yes. Women's Day when I yeah. were Many demonstrations across the world about women and the roles that they could play. And so Kate's, sorry, artist book, Cara Writing Kate. Wait, couldn't you have called her Joan or something? I don't know. Anyway, it really ties into both those themes. And in the same way, Molly Murphy just also, because part of, part of Molly's journey has been. Empowerment, which yeah. is a word I prefer mm-hmm. to say, she gained agency, which I think is becoming yeah. kind of a mm-hmm. irritating cliche, even though it kind of means the same thing, but I like empowerment better, Yeah. right? So, anyway, over to you, Rhys. Uh, well,
2: uh, you're all familiar with AMA, right? Um, yes. And we've been through every, Aaron Dismant except one now, right? <laughs> one. Except mm-hmm. one, right? Um, and so, Kate um, came to the fore two years ago, I believe, in a book that really knocked my socks off. I mean, they're not, I I get to read a lot of books. People give me books to read all the time, to blurb all the time. And this is one of these books I did not read till the end of the book. It's just, the the pace was, the intensity, the stakes were so high. So I'm interested in how you came up with a female sharpshooter from the backwoods
3: of Oregon who finds herself in Scotland. I mean, where did she come from? Before we go any further, do you know who came up with the title for night flight to Paris? <laughs> oh. <laughs> this <night, yeah>. lady <laughs> here came up with this I didn't know that. Yeah. it over my kitchen table once or something. Well, I said, I'm terrible with titles. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so she said, It has to have Paris in the title. Yes. What can we do? <laughs> and, and, and so I said why don't we call it Night Flight to Paris? She said, there isn't one. I said, there is now. I <laughs> <laughs> so just blame her, I think that was great. So <laughs> and it's also Vos de Nuit. Oui. Yeah, Vos
3: de Nuit. Yeah.
2: Perfect.
3: So where did Kate come from? Well, she came from, that I had been writing, and maybe you half French, half American, taller and thinner than I am living on this. Much more, you know, like this. And it was really kind of, Nice to write as an American gal growing up in backwoods, Oregon, who, who would not be politically correct, who would be not that Amy is politically correct, mm. but mm. you know, she was she had learned about Fran she had five brothers and, mm. and learned to shoot as soon as she could hold a rifle. But her five brothers, there was no girl time, her mother had passed away. So she got to go every summer to um, it was Medford. Her aunt had a pension pension, a rooming house. Yeah. Okay. And in the rooming house was an older woman who was a World War I bride from France. So she would take Kate under her wing, teach her little words of French, gave her lipstick, taught her how to put lipstick on, and Kate was just like, oh my God, you know, this is so great. She started learning French from her, got these old textbooks. Anyway, got a scholarship at the Alliance Française to go
0: study French at the Sorbonne. We have actually, a very good mm-hmm. chapter. Was it to hear from the mm-hmm. classes? Because we have a terrific one here in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry, I don't remember. About. Oh, very okay. Remember well,
3: yeah, you can they yeah they have French classes and movies yeah. and so many cultural events. Mm-hmm. So that's how Kate got to Paris, mm-hmm. kind of a you know, and uh, met this romantic Welshman because they're always romantic, yes. right, when they're yeah. in Paris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even the Welsh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Very, you know, know. Tom Chums, <laughs> right
3: here, <laughs> Right.
0: Okay.
3: So they met there and fell in yes. love. 1937, the summer before the war, you know, before it amped up, when they thought, you know, maybe there would be peace. Mm-hmm. So yeah. got married and yeah. went up to the Orkney Islands, had a baby, and the Luftwaffe attacked. Who has read the first book in the
2: series? Oh, see, you're, we're, we're preaching to the choir. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, the, if the first book, I would say, was a frenetic pace, this one has probably even up the ante a little bit, wouldn't you say? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> again, Kate, Kate is quite happy in Scotland being an instructor, and she's summoned down to London again, and she's given not
3: one, but three assignments. Three assignments. Yeah. And uh, one of those assignments is bringing penicillin cultures to the Pasteur Institute mm-hmm. in the 15th arrondissement um, for a, a doctor, a scientist to make from the cultures, you know, to mm-hmm. make penicillin. It's very new. They have a lot of sulfa drugs,
0: but penicillin was different. Well, penicillin was new, and the other thing was that there wasn't any way to manufacture it up to a level where it was going to be all bad. Useful. There's a terrific book by, I can't think of her name at the moment. Sorry, it's in your moment. Anyway, it was all about uh, World War II and penicillin and the pressure there was to manufacture enough penicillin. And it it started out very poignantly with a man who skinned his knee playing, um, I don't remember whether it was tennis or about, anyway, on on a court in New York. And he got an infection in his knee and it (coughs) crept up and he was dying, but they found penicillin. And they gave him some, and then they ran out. And you could watch the infection take back over, and he died. Uh, which I thought, you know, was, was such a graphic way of making it clear that just because you find a drug doesn't mean that you can make it commercially available. Which we're seeing a lot of right now. You know, we saw it during the pandemic and other things. But the Pasteur Institute would have been, you know, um, an important place to try to bring it to the soldiers. And that only happens <laughs> <laughs> because I was in the house researching <laughs> I'm happy it's okay we'll, I'll wait. I'm not we'll all wait we'll turn ours off oh, <laughs> I'll it's a good moment <laughs> to say if you are an idea to turn yes. this off well, I well, well. failed to do my best
1: so thank you, you for it. reminding us I know it's so
0: publicly
1: embarrassing
0: isn't it when you're oh god <laughs> <laughs> it sure it's not my fault yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it was actually
0: at the
3: Tucson Book Festival of years ago, a woman at the table said her daughter worked at the Pasteur Institute and if I'd like to go uh,
1: oh, she'd yeah.
3: take me around, and I was researching the Amy book, Murder at the Port of Versailles, said in the 15th, Aranisman. so I said, yeah, yeah I want to go yeah. to the Pasteur. So I got a tour of the Pasteur, and one of the people took me around and said, this is where they hid the Jewish children. Wow. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make that up, so I knew I had to get it. <laughs> yeah. um, so you know, it was all—it's all, all very—you know—they they don't say much, and then they're very a lot of those. And then a woman who's worked there for thirty years came and spoke with me, and you know, they only knew like secondhand, right? Right. they have been told. Yeah, it's an incredible place. Yeah. Wow. wow. Mm. Huge. Yeah.
1: Really
3: huge. Isn't it amazing? Uh, we were talking in the
0: uh, the hour before in the Molly House. The least of
2: things sort of leads to story. And you suddenly realize, I could use this. And then it just sort of mushrooms from there. Exactly.
3: Exactly. And when Kate goes to Cairo, yeah. um, Cairo was a nest of spies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Absolutely. And wonderful books about that, about the British there, and, and just about this. Um, you've got these men who had you know grown up in villages, and they, had, they never had any money, or they were miners. And now they're in Cairo, where it's hot. There's no curfew. There's no blackout. They have money. There's women. And you know, it became a quite a wild town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there
0: was a lot of action in North Africa, too, yeah, because, yeah. after all, eventually it was the jumping off point to uh, for the Allies to yeah. head to Sicily and come up yeah. through the underbelly of Europe. Oh, yeah. Exactly.
3: yeah. Operation Torch. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, my Three father French. was Alamein, you know, the big battles mm-hmm. in, in Egypt yeah. to start That's what Rommel did, yeah. you
2: know, at yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: his yeah. yeah, yeah. t uh, yeah. yeah. So Cairo.
3: Did you actually go to Cairo? I have been to Cairo, but not in
0: 1942. (laughs) (laughs) You could have stayed at Shepherd's Hotel if you'd gone in 1942. I looked for it on the occasions when I've been to Cairo, and sadly, it's no longer the colonial experience. I was robbed in the train
3: station, broke scared, couldn't speak Arabic, I could count to five in Arabic, yeah. and that wouldn't get me far. And this was before cell phones, right? So yeah, it was mm. super scary. And then I made a friend who I have to this day. So it was really interesting, but I think I could use, for Kate, that feeling of just being total and see, panic, not knowing, not being, that can't read the signs, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's yeah. Good
2: yeah. our
0: environment, totally. Yeah. Right? Totally. Yeah. Sorry, the dog's having a temperature. <laughs> well, she's been very
2: quiet for an hour, nearly two hours. So. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Jamie, do you want to let her go? She yeah. might just come to me. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
2: anyway, so that we have one assignment, which is to bring the pencil. I mean, just
1: let her. We have one dish.
3: assignment to would take out a high-ranking uh, German operative from who's working with who is Rommel's eyes and ears. Rommel, like called the desert fox, yeah, how smart right. he was. Yeah, but he had a lot of information that was fed um, through encrypted or decrypted, you know, signals intelligence. Mm-hmm. Encrypted, yeah. So the coding, yeah. And he had a he had it in there, and so a lot of Arab tribes were against the British because they were helping the Germans. Yeah, right. which was really fascinating, and so that is based on truth, and that. Um, so, but this operative is. Paris and then in Paris in the Hotel de which is the super triple zipple five star, twenty star hotel, was the German military intelligence, the Abwehr station. Mm-hmm. Such an incredible hotel. So Canaris, Admiral Canaris, I believe, was head of that and he's a, he, someone should write about him because he or yeah. they haven't.
0: But I mean Well, he did try, you know, in the end, to get rid of Hitler, and, and yeah. paid for it. Yeah. So yeah, paid for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. 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 It's interesting how um, many people had ties to Churchill. I mean, look at Chanel; she was a, a, a good friend of Churchill. In fact, they wanted to use her to talk, to get to Churchill, to persuade him to mm-hmm. stop the war. Don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, all these little nuances. Two assignments. Um, neither of these are too shabby, you know. If I was given either, I wouldn't say, "Oh, well,
3: that and get that done tomorrow." You know? <laughs> um, so, what's the third? To um, exfiltrate uh, her friend Margo, who is who she trained with up in Scotland, who um, and Margo saved Kate's life, and she has requested Kate to come and said, "Only Kate can do okay. this job. It has to be Kate." So, that's and to ex- extricate her, you know, fly in. Uh, and then get her out on the plane, which is no easy feat. You know? And of course
2: we find out that we didn't know as much about Margot as we thought we knew, right? No. We can't really tell you now because we'd have to kill you all,
1: right? <laughs> 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 yeah. and, we re- and then we learn why only
2: Kate can do this mission, too. So poor Kate, she's shut into Paris, and the thing that struck me through the whole book is how do you
3: know who to trust? That's the theme going through the whole thing, isn't it? Exactly. When I sent my manuscript to my editor, she said, do you know what your theme is? And I said, no. And she said, well, it's, it's trust. Just like we said, you know. And I, that's why I have an editor, right? Who tells me that? But it is about trust. Because when you think about it, they're told in training, and the whole time, trust no one mm-hmm. Because you never know. Even good people do bad things, and bad people do good things. Mm-hmm. And it's all about... Keeping your cover. She's and, right. and you know, how is that? How can you live She's like key. that? If you can't She's okay. Anyone,
1: you
3: yeah, you she was calling. Okay.
1: Sorry,
0: the dog's stealing the show. Yeah. Who's
1: cooking? Who's cookie did you take? <laughs> <laughs> anyone I could find. Right. A thief. A thief. I love it. Where, right. How could you have a your
3: relationship if you can't trust
1: anyone
0: if you can't yeah. trust? Yeah. That's awful. Well, it awful. It yeah. but, but one of the things I thought was pretty interesting in this book, you know, Kate was so damaged and so devastated by the death of her husband and her child, but there is a character in this book that shows that she is actually has a potential new life that will develop for her, depending, or not depending out whether this is a trustworthy person or not. You're talking about Philippe, right? I am. Yes. <laughs> right. And yeah. this is now 1942, and we met Kate in 1940 when she was sent to Paris to assassinate Hitler. But you have left yourself some years of the war to go, just in case you're planning to write more about her.
1: Yeah. Clever
3: you. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah.
2: Did she ever? I never thought in the book that she knew what why. She was sent. She just did this kind of, yeah, step by step. And then there was another step. But yeah, nobody told her at okay. all. This is your, this is your assignment, did they? I mean, she gets to Cairo, for example, and she doesn't know who she's got to assassinate. And she's just told, and, and and then you know, then she hesitates. Like, is this a woman I've got to assassinate? And um, I think it's interesting in the first book that it was. A sharpshooter really must have, an assassin must have no humanity at all. They must Mm -hmm. be completely, and yet the reason that she can't complete the first first assassination is because of her humanity. Mm
1: -hmm. The child.
2: Yeah, the child. Yeah, she can't treat a child.
3: Yeah. Well, I say they didn't pay her to do that. Can I read the saying by Joseph Stalin here? Sure. I really liked it. It's in this book. why not? So Joe Stalin says... (laughs) <laughs> and we know what a wonderful humanitarian he was. So. Good <laughs> old joke. Yeah. A spy should be like the devil. No one can trust him, not even himself. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the
2: climate. It's,
1: yeah,
2: uh, I mean, it does prove in this book, time and time again, she, has, uh, she cannot trust someone, right? Just when you think
3: you've got a good ally, I mean, how could you live like that? that has to be really hard, you know, and, and I don't know, maybe all of us have families served, you know, in the past in the war, and um, there's people in my family who would never talk about it, you know, never talk about what happened, and I think a lot of us do, but, um, so they were suffering this PTSD before we knew what, what it was, mm-hmm. and, and how that probably shaped us, you know, it ripples down through the generations in whatever way,
0: you know, how we are. You yeah, know, what's interesting is, is there are so many different motivations for people to spy, to commit espionage. Some of them are financial, yep. some of them are ideological, some of them are romantic, mm-hmm. you know, um, some of them are patriotic. And you never can be entirely sure when you meet a person or yeah. one of those, you yeah, know. It's, I true. mean, it's amazing looking back at the people who actually spied for Germany
1: yeah. or
0: currently mm-hmm. people are spying for Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge problem Buenos Aires yes. with all these pregnant women arriving. Mm-hmm. You know, in Argentina, the Russian pregnant women. Yeah. And the, the big problem is they can't tell which of them are, you yeah. know, are pregnant in order to infiltrate and spy. Which of them are? Yeah. And then they get uh, the actually Argentin- just pregnant. They get the
2: Argentinian passport,
0: then they can go wherever they like, right? right? So yeah. yeah. It's, it's a big problem. Yeah, but I mean, how do you how do you screen a pregnant woman? You know, for mm-hmm. her motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, But there's so many untold stories of women, especially
3: during the war. Um, I meant to tell you this that I found out that Kate Middleton, right, who may be Queen someday, Kate Middleton's grandmother would be at Ledgeley Park. I had no idea. And that she, thousands of women, women did this, but they were called girls. Mm -hmm. They were paid much less than men. And their records were not kept because they were girls who, who um, felt they had no value after the war. They had just done the yeah. decoding. However, in military intelligence, the British military intelligence, they had signals intelligence, which was responsible for coding and radar. And again, women did these jobs in coding and decoding. They weren't agents. They just sat at a wireless, and they took this all down. And their records were kept. And those, because they were in military intelligence, and those records are being declassified. And there's a story, a a wonderful book I read about two sisters who worked for signals intelligence, but they had signed the Official Secrets Act. They didn't know until early 2000s, when the files were being declassified, that each of them had worked in signals Mm -hmm. intelligence. Different, same branch, different continents. And then they were like, you did it, or you did
2: it, and then they wrote a book. It's wonderful. I mean, that's the sad thing, is all these people who worked in intelligence during the war, they signed the Official Secrets Act, and so they could tell nobody. So their family thought, oh, this person has a boring office job. They're not doing anything to help the war effort, really. They're rather pathetic, aren't they? And they were, and they were set upon at train stations. Why aren't you in uniform? When actually they were doing more to save the country than someone who was... And and it wasn't till the mid-90s that they could talk about it. So a lot of parents died never knowing that their son or daughter was a hero. Right. In fact, Kate Middleton didn't find out about her grandmother till, that, 1998 is mm-hmm. when, when it was declassified.
3: Mm. And then there's the quiet acts of heroism that women did in France. I know a woman who was, well, she sadly passed away, a French woman. She was in her 90s and the lazy stall, had a de Guerre, And we met at the cafe outside her apartment in Montparnasse Barbara, her complexion was amazing. Ninety <laughs> something, her complexion was like it was gorgeous. Oh, you know, and that's just natural. Yeah, I, mean, I kept looking at her complexion, and <laughs> yes. she was like, but during the war, she was from Lyon. Her father had a printing press, and um, her husband was a POW. She, they had she had a toddler, two or three. She could strap on her back. She had a bicycle, and she would go sometimes to help her father or do errands for him at the, mm-hmm. at the printing press. And he said, and "She had, one day she had got these eggs on the black market. And so she's very proud, she had them in the basket. She went to her father and he said, I, I have something, you have to do it for me. I can't leave. Please take this package to the outskirts of Lyon and, and mm-hmm. put it in the basket and the eggs on top, top around on the back. She rode her bike up to the outside, outskirts of Lyon. Mm-hmm. And there was a German patrol, a checkpoint. And she was like, okay, and they just, her. She went to wherever it was, and there were the maquisards, the, the men who resisted in the countryside. They came out, and they said, you have something for us? How about those eggs? She goes, no, no, it's underneath. <laughs> Gave them the package full of guns, full of guns and ammunition that her father had given. <clears throat> and I said, weren't you scared? And she said, well, and then I, I didn't say, how could your father have done that <laughs> but, you know it was wartime and yeah. and we were talking and i said how how do you feel about that she said well my husband was in a prisoner of war camp those germans walked up and down the street in front of our house every day i hated them um, but we did have a roof over our head we had food to eat unlike some people but i wanted to do something You know, this is the only way I could get back. You know, these quiet acts of defiance, you know, telling them, oh, the Louvre, oh, it's over there. You know, those (laughs) But what are you gonna do? You have a family, you have a child. I mean, you're you're not gonna go blow up trains, necessarily. You know, (laughs) and it, it made me think, when I was writing the book, what would I have done? Would I have stepped up? I like to think I would have.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, but you start to think, would I have had the nerve to re- push my bicycle past the German patrol, knowing that I had something in, in that basket? Yeah. That's
0: Especially yeah. with your child. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean,
3: yeah. But that's the perfect cover. They never they underestimate women. Yeah. You know. That's why you can do it. Yeah. So I mean, that's why uh, the next the next stand-alone, uh, it, it's,
2: takes place in uh, the Paris it takes place as a courier. And um, her friends, who are the radio operator and another courier, she has to move. And the fact is that you can, you you are invisible. You go past wheeling your little bicycle and with your shopping basket, and no one's going to stop you most of the time, especially if you're older.
0: Yeah, we yes. all know that. Older we're we all just like of glass, goes right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And right yeah. through you. we yeah. right. we'll,
1: we'll <laughs> sign up next time. <Yeah>.
3: Oh, yeah, she has a, a lot of false starts, um, and she, let's see, where does she go? Okay, she well, she, she goes one place, she thinks she's getting a clue, to, she, she's going there to meet Margot, and Margot is very elusive, and she doesn't, she, she's being followed, and she has to drop off the penicillin, and then she keeps getting all these, you know, like, um, what do you call it, you know, like under a rock there'll be a, a message mm-hmm. or something. does a lot of things, a lot of, what do I want to say, full-piece, you know,
1: yeah. the wrong way,
3: all yeah. the wrong way, red herring, she doesn't really know who to trust, but she meets these poets, a poet and the party poet, who I loved writing about, based on a real poet. Yeah, um, He was Armenian, he was uh, part of the group called F-t- FTP-MOI. They were a sabotage group in, in occupied Paris, and uh, they were all killed. Uh, executed at Mont Valerian but they he, he says to her, you know, I'm I'm Eastern European. I'm a communist. And if that's not enough, I'm a Jew. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got all these strikes against yeah. him. And they were the ones who took these active roles. Yeah. So she has to try and work with them. And they're very um, wild card. you know. They yeah. do what they want to do because they're not, you know, bankrolled by anyone. Mm-hmm. So... Except the British give them some guns. So she has to deal with people who are really edgy. <coughs> mm-hmm. How are you going to get her job done? You know, she's, you know, she's going to get yeah. them penicillin, can she trust them? Yeah. So, um, but I think in 1942, the, the danger was heightened because on the streets, you could be stopped at any time and, and asked to show
2: your papers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and what you didn't mention, before she gets to Paris, is they have this um, prisoner of war camp German officers, but it's it's a very nice situation. It's not a camp. They're living in a very nice, comfortable, um, a comfortable environment, and they're sitting and chatting with each other. And of course, they're bugged the whole time. So everything they per say is they listen to. And Kate's sent there, isn't she, to be the cleaning lady again, because nobody notices the cleaning lady.
3: Exactly. It's based on Latimer House, a real place where they bugged, you know, all the rooms and everything, and they were loving. The elite, they put it, the elite uh, German uh, military who were captured, you know, from mm-hmm. the navy or the Luftwaffe, and they would be in a cell, and maybe they would start talking, and they could hear everything. And yeah. they had people who were actually German refugees who were working for them. Yeah. And Kate has a, has an extra impetus because one of them calls her a cow. Oh
2: yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: her hips are like a cow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
3: she just like. But there was a reason which we cannot reveal why yeah. She, yeah. she had to do that. Yes, yeah, you know, because sometimes I know during COVID or whatever we all had to do a lot of research online, but nothing beats being on the ground. I mm-hmm. think if you can't in yeah. the place, yeah, in the you know walking through, and Kate would never have come up with that one detail which we no. can't reveal no. No. Um, <laughs> if she hadn't done that. No. So, you know, I think, and I know you do your research on the ground. Yep. it's on the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the, I mean, why wouldn't you want to research, you yeah. know, in France?
1: I not you know. I get it. You don't okay. care Yeah. Well, you've actually taken groups of people
0: um, around Paris, haven't you? The Carol Black Mystery Tour or whatever yeah. it is. Exactly. I so know you've done that. And yeah. I'm doing one
3: in April. And Are Judy you? might join us later, but yeah. It's an Amy-Kate tour. Okay, We'll walk around uh, where Kate goes, some of the places, not yeah. every place, yeah. and we'll have a day, then we'll do an Amy tour, walk where Amy goes mm-hmm. in the books. Yeah, Then we'll ha- I'll have a, um, a writer's day at a writer's salon, talking with another writer over there, Janet Gessley and Charles.
0: Oh, oh yes, yeah, she's wonderful.
3: wonderful. She's my buddy, and oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to do a talk at the writer's atelier.
0: The book made, was wonderful. and had the most mm-hmm. unlikely conclusion after mm-hmm. spending yeah, almost the entire time in Paris, wound up in Montana. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> excellent. I mean, talk, you know, I did her, I did her U.S. book lunch, and I still remember, you know, trying to figure out the connection. She's uh,
1: from Montana.
0: That's <laughs> the connection. Yes, it turns out <laughs> she's from Montana. <laughs> so it wasn't as fantastical that the book would end up there. But what was it called? The Paris Key? Paris something. Paris what? Paris. Library? Paris library. library. Based on the American Library in right. Paris. Which yeah. yeah. right. yeah. Mark Prior, I think, used in one of his uh, exactly. yeah. Hugo yeah. Marston books yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 And then one night, every
3: night we have a pair yes. of teeth yeah. and um, hors d'oeuvres in the, lobby, in the lobby. A little room
1: in the hotel. In the <laughs> a chambre. A chambre. <laughs> and then
3: we have all that. We talk about the day or what we're going to do tomorrow. Or maybe I have my, you know, French police friends visit. With wine. Yeah, he drinks wine. No, he's <laughs> off duty he can drink wine. Right? How many people join your group? Yeah. Go to my website. Yes. Look yeah. Look for a We're full, but we're mm-hmm. April, but <clears> let me know and we have waiting lists and, and we you know if you want to go and sign up and we we'll do the next one.
2: How many people do you take?
3: Max twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we walk, we take the metro, we take the bus, we move. <laughs> like any <laughs> we have it. What do you, you do for dinners? Right? What do you do yeah. dinners after all these hors d'oeuvres?
2: Do you, do you go to dinner together or do you have your own? You,
3: can, you know, a lot of people who come on this trip know Paris very well. They're very sophisticated. So they come on this kind of they want to do the Amy thing. But no, dinner's on your own, but we have really substantial hors d'oeuvres. But, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's really about being together, experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about the day, we talk about, I talk about a book it's fun. If, if you want to look at it through a different lens, I don't, I'm not, I have no pretense of being Donna Leone, but if Donna <laughs> Leone did a
0: trip of Venice, I am like there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. hoping you get some oh, yeah. of, you know what I mean, you get yeah. the view yeah. through, yeah. through, Amy. I'm talking to Donna on Tuesday yeah. at one o'clock, and bless her heart, she said to me, because she lives in Switzerland now, she yeah. said, that's four o'clock my time, right? And I wrote back, Cara, I said, I'm <laughs> really sorry to tell you, it's actually Ten o'clock. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not entirely sure how that will yeah. work out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But she's she's yeah. a marvel. Yeah, so interesting to talk to. Yeah.
3: would you just like
0: to go in a go in a gondola with her or <laughs> something? No, yeah, she has a memoir coming out in September, and I'm yeah. hoping that maybe we can lure her over here. Yeah. Um, to do that because I've done her book launches for years. But, yeah. I mean that's the thing with her.
2: What well, I try and do too, then. when you read books, when I'm in Venice, I sort of stop and go, oh, right. well that's the co- that's the coffee shop where that happened, you know, yeah. you can
0: do that all the time, which is fun. It broke my heart, if you ever watched it, the entire Donna Leon Commissario yes. Romero, Guido Pruditti series on television is German. Oh. German company, German actors, oh. all bed oh. and none of them look Italian. <laughs> I mean, several of Italians, oh. so it's, oh. it's kind of unnerving. And furthermore, they changed cast halfway through, oh. Oh, so no. you had to adjust oh. to a whole new you know, oh, really? in the, in the process. Where did you so, see it's this? Case. It's on, um, on, on MHZ, right? Yeah, I think it's on yeah. MHD. If you haven't discovered, MHD TV has MHC. some of the best French programs ever. I mean, they are amazing. My husband and I are completely addicted to the French police dramas on MHC TV. And there's one called Murder In, dot, 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 ellipses that's had 12 seasons, I think. And it's not that the plots are necessarily fabulous, but they go to a different part of France and everyone, they use drones. It's just like. Bridge tourism all together. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there'll be a new season, because why not? Why not, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Candice Renoir is also good, and she's in set,
0: yep. S-E-T-E, yeah. oh. And right, and the yeah. one currently that we're watching, I can't remember the name yeah. of it, but it'll come to me, is the Strasbourg. So, yeah. um, the overhead views yeah. yeah. of Strasbourg, yeah. Yeah. my husband <laughs> <laughs> has dragged yeah. me eating through Strasbourg, because oh, yeah. it's full mm-hmm. of Michelin restaurants. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so if you haven't discovered it, if watch Call My Agent, Oh, yeah. yeah. In French. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. you have to watch it in French. Yes. What is uh, it? Called? British watch it, with it. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And the
3: French yeah. title is something de yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Well, how come French agents only take 10 when our agents <coughs> take 15?
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> i, mean, <laughs> I right. Right. Yes. right.
2: Uh, yes. Well, so. yes. Did you watch um, Death in Provence? Yes. I hope they're going to do more. The one thing that's strange with that is you've got French people speaking with
0: strange English, American accents. It's very hard to sort of justify, isn't it? And the M.L. Longworth series that takes place in um, Aix-en-Provence is British, and the actor, I'm trying to think where he comes over from, but we've seen him in something else. So it was really hard to accept him as, you know, the sort of Right. Quintessential French judge, right. but yeah. if you've not read the ML Longworth series, they are absolutely wonderful. Yeah. The first one is Death at Chateau Bremont, okay. I think it is, and that goes on from there. But they're beautiful in the south of France, reading very nicely. Well, that was the death in Provence.
2: I don't the murders themselves were very light. Well, that, is that the generic
0: name for it?
3: Isn't it? One's for the TV show, the media? TV show, yeah. But
2: it is the Longworth, yeah. yeah ML
3: Longworth, yeah. He oh, okay. in, and and he's a judge,
2: he's a yeah. But, um. Uh, yeah, it's called Death in Provence. I think the TV one, and and the, and the the actual crimes were very sort of I thought lightweight. But i watch them all the time, and yeah. I go, look, oh, they're going to Cassis, you know. It's exactly. like, I love it. scenery, yeah, yeah it's
0: it's the scenery. scenery. Yeah. And then there's another one set in Brittany, which has mm-hmm. is, is German with a Spanish actor playing the French <laughs> inspector. I mean, really, <laughs> gotta, <laughs> go with it. and it, it's a wonderful series. paper, for it in because love that. We, Death and Brittany is the first one. What's his name? Oh,
3: uh, Jean-Luc Benlach.
0: Yeah, Jean-Luc Benlach is the author. I'm trying to remember the name of the protagonist It um, oh, will come to me. He's Anyway, been... he's the Spanish guy that was playing the he French. 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 <laughs> 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 which, is a, which is a really interesting part of France, Brittany. Um, yeah. It's not yeah. like but, Paris at all. Sorry, oh. It's Celtic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Much it's, not, it's much more like Cornwall yeah. than just it, it is. Yeah. And, sold and all yeah. that other stuff, yeah.
0: So yeah. I've opened up. We've opened up. a long way from like, yeah. Like yeah. 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 So is there going to be television? There, there's sort of a related question. Do you know whether Kate's going to have any sort of television adaptation? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. See? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, Amy has been
3: optioned again. Again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I cannot
0: say. Uh, I can say nothing, but, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, who knows? Yeah. Seemed, you know. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. But this is the sort of thing that you know, yeah. because it's a thriller, yeah. might have a better chance. Well, I think um, the first one would make, yeah, you know, there's, has a better chance than this in that
2: because you move around so much in this, but the first one is very linear, and yeah. that's what true. She's doing um,
3: make a fat, fabulous movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you any of you know any people? <laughs> 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 I do know. Yeah. Totally, totally yeah. available yeah. as of now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, and we've often, I right. mean, recently I've always toured, usually in, May, in March, because yeah. our folks come yeah. up, sing, yeah. about seeing things cinematically, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of where yeah. where I try to come from. I imagine yeah. being on that street, whether it's in Cairo and it's yeah. dusty yeah. and you know, the mm-hmm. smell, where yeah. Kate has to drink that Turkish coffee, and she's like, whoa, what hit me? Can yeah. you imagine the first yeah. time you ever drink oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. She's it's like, sticky. whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah and, sticky. Yeah, yeah and then, just, yeah. and, but to, to get there, you know, and to feel the grit in your eyes from the sand, yeah. and, and to heat. That's one thing I thought with this book, is this woman never <coughs> eats. I think. When is she going to eat?
2: We've got like like 54 pages and she hasn't had yeah. a meal. You mean just
3: Well, she does have to get stop out chasing (laughs) her.
1: so That'll kind of make you, you know, not worry about it. Um, But yeah, I
3: know, you always say that, but yes. And he doesn't mean either,
0: but... Before you were here, we talked about the fact that Reese has substantial food in all of her lives, right? So, there we are. So, So if you're on a diet, read Cara. That whole French woman's thing,
2: right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I have to say, Cara and I, toured together for years, and we've had all these exciting adventures on our tours. Talking about eating, Cara was asked to speak at um, a Jewish women's club in Los Angeles once. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. At, at a, a lunch meeting. So all these women sat there with their lunches while Cara gave her talk. And afterwards, she was not offered any food. Like, I, I picked her up
3: and she's like, I'm starving,
1: it <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah.
3: yeah, I was just like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to ask, but, you know, I mean, whatever. It was just it's very so strange. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 You read really the entertainment. Yeah, that yeah, was, was it. I
2: think our, our strangest was probably, we can claim, was the. Was this Speaking at the nudist club, right?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> in <laughs> November. <it> yes. <laughs> no, in the
1: Santa Cruz Mountains <laughs> in November. Yeah. A book club, a nudist book club.
2: So it was um it was um, in the Santa Cruz Mountains at a, a nudist resort, naturalist resort. So and we were talking with a fellow writer, David Colbert. David guy, so, so as we're driving there, David says I'm just going to read from my book and I'm not going to look down. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, most of them were closed because it was November. So it's yeah. um, but not all not of them. Not all of them. So both of them said to me, you go first. They said, very ch- chivalrous. So I start to talk. And this guy, he's a big guy and he's got a little beard and he was wearing a very small backpack. <laughs> and I'm talking and he walks across the stage like this very slowly. Oh, yeah. Me, and so I'm going on like, and in my books, I do and then he books, oh, every time. She was looking up. Uh, I, I, I really felt like saying I've seen big, bigger and better, but I didn't I know, it was sort of a legitimate streaker. Yeah, 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 oh, uh, yeah. So I mean, luckily it wasn't too bad. I thought it was going much worse than it was. But, they were quite but we were
3: in a yurt. yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So that
2: kind of makes the whole thing. I know they invited us to eat in yes. the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I want to sit on this seat, you know. <laughs> There's
1: some kind of book here. <laughs> Yeah. Troubles travels with Carol. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, know, yeah, we've yeah. done other
3: things. All the time. I almost got her to buy a biker jacket once. Oh, you in did, LA yeah, Atlanta. yeah. It's a beautiful white leather biker jacket. Mm. Yeah, she still goes on about I, I have a picture of it. Yeah. I said, that when you go to the Edgers, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. Yeah. yeah, She kept
2: on. It was a little bit tight, I have to say. That was my excuse. But it, what was it, $2,500? Oh. Oh. oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. For an Edgar outfit, when you get awards. Yeah, it's a statement out. piece, It's a statement right? piece, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah. And and you right. stop me from getting in that van?
3: Oh, we almost, <laughs> she almost got kidnapped, too, in L.A. on the streets. You know, we get into trouble. When <laughs> <we> get into <laughs> trouble. <laughs> say, this is not your normal book tour.
0: <laughs> no, we,
2: nev- we never have a normal book tour. It's, it's always fun. And
3: there their place in San Diego? Oh, it's was awful. It?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we. I, I, I booked this place in San Diego because it was right on the, the beach. You know, It was a motel on the beach, and I thought, how lovely, we'll wake up to the sound of it. it. was sleazy, it was awful. Yeah. First of all, there was no hot water. We are about to go and do our event at, at, at Warwick's, Warwick's bookstore.
1: Mm.
2: No hot water. It wasn't the coffee pot didn't work? It was like mold, and just everything was awful, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We didn't have time to find
3: somewhere else. No, and then we had to drive anyway. Yes. Yeah,
2: but, but <laughs> well, we digress. We, okay. we did Is
0: yeah. there anything else you'd like yeah. to say? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Going back to the park. things <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: like that. Yeah. Very, yeah. Um mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. That that Kate has a. I think Kate accomplished a goal that she never knew she would have at the end of the story, which. Um, which was very dear to my heart. I thought that really was special to her. And so in a way, she did learn from her. She did grow. She did have some trust. Mm-hmm. She did, yeah. the, I think, in her eyes, the right thing, um, and took a lot of risk. But I yeah. think that kind of brings her yeah. into herself more, given that she had all these incredible yeah. tasks to do. Yeah. So um, yeah, and and who are we, really? And, yeah. and how much do our biological parents <laughs> you know, I mean, well sure, it's important,
0: but you know, it doesn't, it shouldn't have to mark you for life, is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't know who you are until you're in a situation like that. mm -hmm. Everybody reacts differently in moments of crisis, and you know, some people thrive and some people fail. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, you know, you don't normally meet that kind of a test in life, but Mm -hmm. during the war, people met it all the time. They did. They didn't know if they would be around the
3: next day, Mm -hmm. and that's just how it was. You know. Yeah, whether there was bombing or, or whatever happened, you know. So, um, yeah, and Kate, I don't know what's what's in store for Kate, but there's a lot of war to go and there's a lot of better. I don't know if I will, yeah. but
0: uh, are you yeah. thinking of writing another Kate or it's sort of up in the air the It's a mystery, Barbara. Stay <laughs> <Okay. laughs> okay. tuned. So question.
1: I actually
3: have one. Okay. So, Kara, what's the difference for you between writing an espionage thriller, which is Night Flight to Paris and uh, Three Hours in Paris, versus the Amy LeDuc PI series? And have you found that it's it's kind of refreshing to go to something else? Well, that, that's a great question, and thank you. And for years, when Reese and I would talk, you know, I did Amy Duke, and. I had all this information about World War two you know that I had from my, in my par- my notebooks when I'm in Paris and writing things down and, and it it really wasn't until I saw that footnote about Hitler coming to Paris for three hours and leaving and never returning that I thought there's something there's something there mm-hmm. you know, I'm be, and I just and I was talking to Juliette, my editor and she goes you're really obsessed about that and there's all these parts about World War two that go into that do not fit in the Amy LeDuc book, Mm -hmm. but they're great things. And so she said, you could use a lot of that. And I thought, yeah. And it took me a long time, and I think you were asking this before, sorry, I forgot, about coming up with the voice. So at first, Kate was gonna be from Montana. I was really trying you know, a country gal, a backwards gal, and then it just wasn't coming. And then I was on book tour in Oregon, Mm -hmm. and uh, and stayed with my friend who was in the history department there in, in, where's that place where they have the uh, Shakespeare? Ashland. Ashland. Ashland, Ashland. Ashland. Yeah. And she was saying, you know, you're writing about someone from Montana. She said, have you ever been to Montana? And I go, no. <laughs> and she goes, well, you have come here all the time. Yeah. And she's part of this history project at the time that we're recording women who were, who had been descendants of frontiers women, people who came in the, you know, in the wagons. And came over the mountains, and a lot of the family were still in some of what had been homesteads are you know and there are this there is this record of these women in, in Oregon, and uh, you should you know listen to some of those oral histories mm-hmm. and she and you know, I said, perfect, and I did, and I thought, that's who Kate is. you know she grew up there she she came from this stock, she's resilient, she had five brothers, and that really helped me come up with her voice. Mm-hmm. And it was liberating because, um, and you were always telling me, right, a standalone, mm-hmm. And I was scared, I was <laughs> scared too. Um, because it was, it was leaving my comfort zone, you know, it was and it was exercising a new muscle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was like, yeah, she could be American, and she could be, you know, she could be a big bone gal, she would make all these mistakes, you know, like I do when I'm <laughs> in Paris, you know, and that was liberating in a way, so. That was kind of yeah, freeing for me. And the interesting, in the first book, uh,
2: it, America has not entered the war, so mm-hmm. she's actually, she's free to walk around Paris and,
3: and, and really uh, as an outsider, isn't she? Right. Exactly. Until 41, we yeah. weren't in the war.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah. Yeah. Actually, was it, it was 44. So. Do you all realize that we never declared war on Germany? They declared war on us? Mm-hmm. We declared war on Japan, mm-hmm. but america didn 't really have an appetite for joining the German um, conflict in europe and Hitler preempted us by declaring war on the United States. Most people think that it was logical that we would have done both, but we didn't
1: mm-hmm. you know. happy. Yeah. well he' had been working on it for a long time yeah. Roosevelt. absolutely yeah
0: you know, i think i do I think most people just assume that when we declared war on Japan, you know we left into the entire war on yes. both fronts, but we didn 't.
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, you know, one of Hitler's, he I mean, made a couple of really poor calls, so that was yeah. one. Russia was Russia the other. Russia was the other, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Apparently, never knew anything about Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. right. But, you know, it's, it's but, interesting yeah. how people like that just can't stop. I've often thought Napoleon could have been happy with Europe, right? Mm-hmm. But he just couldn't stop. Yeah. But, and, and I asked this question the other night of a, a really renowned um, writer of Russian spy fiction and everything. Um, and I said to him, What was that? And he said, Well, people like that um, are never, you know, just never content. But he also thought that he thought it would be a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. And most were, just like we see, Putin thought it would be yeah. a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Japanese thought it would be a slam dunk to yeah. take out Pearl Harbor. War is a rise when one side underestimates yeah. the yeah. other. And it goes from what looks like a slam dunk into an actual conflict. Yeah. Well, it's, and also these grandiose visions that they
2: have that are completely unpractical. I mean, Putin now sees himself as Peter the Great, you know, with the huge empire. And uh, you know, it's quite unrealistic. And,
3: but but nobody dares to tell him otherwise. I think he's more like Joe Stalin. <laughs> but, yeah. but but, but yeah. to get to what I'm saying to get to what you were saying. Yeah, I'd like. To that she did three hours in Paris, she had 36 hours. I mean, there was right. a deadline. So every hour was important. Mm-hmm. And I like I love to read those kind of books. I mean, not all the time, but mm-hmm. I will yeah. pick me up a good thriller, you know? Yeah. And I want to just go. Yeah. So yeah. that, and especially when you have Hitler and the Gestapo after you, that really tends to speed
1: things up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas
3: Amy has to sit down and... Look at it and confer with
0: Renee, yeah. and yeah. I have to figure out. she, she has a baby, too. Yeah. She, she has a baby. Close when she has a yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyone else have a question that mm-hmm. they would like to ask? Yeah. Something? Have you um, ever uh, tried to consult people that produce programming, especially
3: for networks in France, Paris, for some of these things? I don't think they'd be interested in Well, you know, I'm not supposed to do that because I'm just the writer. But um, <laughs> <laughs> But I did. Um, actually, there's a, a, a bookstore, the Red Wheelbarrow bookstore, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and she said, you know, there was an agent in here, a scout agent, a scouter, mm-hmm. scouting, mm-hmm. Uh, and she said, oh, those books, those are those are probably already optioned, mm-hmm. and so she was, and so um, Penelope was emailing me, are the any or whatever? Anyway, she said contact her, and then the, they were options, so it wasn't, but of course, I brought her a copy of this <laughs> to her, what are you? Yeah. Why aren't you supposed to? Well, we have, we have
0: foreign agents. Yeah, yeah. 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 We they they shouldn't
3: preempt the work of their agent.
2: <laughs> no. yeah. Your agent normally ties in with a movie agent, too, who, who right. does the, yeah. the marketing of the book. So when you sell your option... I don't sell my option. If you sell, like Louise Penny, I'm thinking, when yeah. you sell the option to your book, mm-hmm. do you have no more rights to the content? Well, do, with, on they what. do with it, they on want. It is yeah. cool. My daughter's a filmmaker, and she buys options. Mm-hmm. And I said, can mm-hmm. you change that? And she said, absolutely. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wait, I was know. horrified.
1: Linder <laughs> said it
0: very well. He said, you know, yeah. before you sell it, it's your car, and you can drive it. And once you sell it, it's their car. But the important thing to remember, and this comes up a lot, talking to, like, C.J. Box the other night and so forth, your books are not affected by whatever the film company does. It's still your book on the shelf. And whatever they yeah. choose to make of it doesn't affect your book. And but the you know, reader
1: does well, like it.
2: <laughs> uh, what <laughs> about it Sarah Paretsky? Is, her series was ruined by the
0: TV series. Yeah, the thank movie? you. I was just yeah. yeah. the same. The rights Robert I yes, Thank you. And oh. well, How about that? Margaret Atwood? She was a consultant on her yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you can do that, but you know, in the same way that the publisher has a right to title your book anything they want, mm-hmm. they can put any cover art on it they want. None mm-hmm. of that belongs. Yeah. The publisher has a copyright to everything but the actual words yeah. in the book. They own the cover design. They own the typography. They they the title. And sometimes, in um, if you remember the whole thing with Nancy Drew and all. They can have a, um, a franchise where they hire people. A lot of the cozies, that were, when was that in the early aughts and in the 90s and all? There were a whole series of cozy books, and they just hired in people to write them. And they owned, what the, land, land, and what they owned the concept. Yeah, yeah. And Angela <laughs> Lansford. Right, yes, yeah. right, yeah. But they're all like,
2: yeah, the candles candle making mysteries and soap making I was
0: accidentally outed I mean I totally didn't mean to but I was doing an event with a guy that was writing the Jessica Fletchers Donald Bain exactly and we were doing it at a library in Keith Creek and to my amazement when I got there all these women were in TWA uniforms stewardess uniforms and I thought why it turned out that he actually wrote Coffee, Tea or Meat as a female author, oh. he was the, and then he wrote five sequels, and he said the best part was he dedicated every one of them to himself,
1: and <laughs> nobody ever noticed that it. Oh. it
0: was a female pseudonym. Oh so God. then he went on to write the Angela Lansbury people were going, well, we didn't know. And I said out of the blue, I said, well, I said here's the thing, Margaret Truman actually never wrote any of her mysteries, and he color drained out of his face. And I went, oh my god, I said, you are Margaret Truman. Oh, he said, yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh I didn't know. So, yeah, so well, there I don't are know. people who have entire career oh, like <laughs> that. Fighting, you know, folks know <laughs> yeah, no, Margaret Truman was done. Um, oh. Coffee to your me and that whole franchise yeah. was him. And then the Jessica Fletcher's until he died.
1: Yeah, was I remember him. I remember, I remember yeah. him. Yeah. Well, what yeah. was this person's name
0: that you're talking mm-hmm. about? Sorry? What is the person's name that you talk? I can't remember Don- his last name. Donald Bain. Thank you. Donald Bain. Right. Donald Bain. Yeah. Really lovely man who had an entirely successful authorial career never having once read a book. <laughs> <laughs> That's Donald Bain. He was actually quite, he really enjoyed the coffee to or I said, you know, seven books all dedicated to Donald Bain. Right. Uh, anybody else have a question? Yeah. Yes, uh, how is it that you have uh, your books all in
2: Paris and uh, French, and where does that come from in, in your life?
3: Why am I, I obsessed with France? Maybe yeah. Paris and Paris. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Francophile, yes. So I went to a, and some people know this story very well, so I'll make it quick, but um, I went to a French Catholic school with nuns, and um, they taught us French but it was... In the United States? Yes, oh. in California. Yeah, mm-hmm. my dad. My dad was a Francophile. He was mm-hmm. from Chicago. We have no French blood, nothing.
1: And who knows why, but
3: he made my mother watch Julia Child and cook like French. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but he was like that. So he sent me to this school, and I learned archaic French. And then I went to... Um, when I first went to France, I tried to speak, you know, and use it. And I remember, and I recently heard this story many times, I started to use my friend just you know, asking directions, and was really trying. And he turned to me and said, in perfectly clipped British English, yes. my dear, you are using words we haven't used since the 1900s. <laughs> 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 okay, so, anyway, blame the nuts, but whatever. I a cigar. It was wonderful. And maybe I thought that's the life of the French writer, but many years later I went back to Paris to stay with her. I forgot that told my father, who was a huge reader, and he was, then I went again, much, much later, I had a small child, my son, and we stayed in the Marais for one night, and that whole story came back to me, because I had a child now, and it was like a whole different way of looking at the world, like, what would I have done, what if I'd been a young mother in 1942? how would I have fed him, what, what would I have done? came back and I told my father, and he goes, you're just obsessed with that. You need to write that down. <laughs> and so I got into a writing class at UC Berkeley Extension, and I here. started writing, and here I am. <laughs> <wonderful> <laughs> <something> years. <laughs> so it started with that, but it was trying to figure, I think a lot of us write mysteries because we're trying to figure out, <clears throat> trying to figure out things, mm-hmm. you know, to make sense of the world. That's why we're all in the New York Times bestseller list mm-hmm. because people try to make sense of our world, especially now. That's so a long answer. And of course,
2: Tara keeps writing so she can go back to Paris every year. <laughs> Selfish piece of Well, I want to thank you all of you for yeah. staying
1: thank for a long time this afternoon, yeah, and I want to thank her for flying in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: for the title, and I'm staying